I just listen to these crazy ass producers from all over the place. Like, and I'm like, I need to step it up because I heard a beat battle and I heard some beats that would destroy mine. So I need to be up. So yeah. then I turned into this beast where I was like, I'm going to make bangers. Yeah. Nothing but bangers. <laughs> And if you don't know, now you know. When we were sitting there eating that Red Bull hamburger lunch, they played a video. <laughs> they played a video on it for us, and it was the it was the Red Bull Big Tune that okay. that um that Ilmine won. And Ilmine got to choose somebody he wanted to work with, and he chose uh I think he chose Nas. Nas? Nas. Oh Nas. I think it might have been Nas because when you win, you get to choose somebody you want to work with. And was Shaw Money just guarantees that? No, no, no. It's Red Bull. It's Red oh, Bull. Red, Red, Bull. Red Bull guarantees yeah. that. Yeah, this must have been like before the Music Academy, I think. Yeah, oh, or yeah. just the very beginnings. Yeah, like, uh, but they it was cool. Like Jake, that's why Jake won was there because Jake won the Seattle guys. I don't know if Red Bulls from the, Seattle. There's a tie. The, there. the, 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 I don't know with Red Bull and Seattle, but the Seattle beat battle thing. Like there was it was Jay Moore. There was Jake One and Vitamin D, and these three guys through this this beat battle that went all across America. And I was asking them, like, do you go to the state? you go to Canada? And they're like, nah, not really. And they're like, oh, okay. No, we're probably just keeping the States. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, that's a dope beat battle. That'd be dope if I, like, at least go see it, you know? Yeah. And then um, I started following everybody. I don't know what it was on Instagram or Facebook or how, you, how I was doing it, or even Twitter maybe Could at be, the time. Yeah. It was something. I was keeping an eye on whatever the hell they were doing. It had to be Twitter. It might have been Twitter, yeah. 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 That's where I saw Twitter. Instagram. I remember seeing Fabulous post an Instagram post on Twitter, and I was like, the fuck is Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, so we, I, uh, I got my beats together, and then I saw this beat battle was happening. And then, um, and then I went to, uh, and then I, I signed up for this beat battle in Detroit. Mm-hmm. It, was the, it was the big tune in Detroit. Yeah. And I was just like, well. I'm going to send these beats, see what happens. And you hella close. And then I didn't know. Yeah, a couple hours, three yeah. hours. Yeah. So then I was like, well, you know, what, what's what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to say no, and or maybe I won't hear anything back. I'll go anyways. Yeah, or, yeah, I'll still go see it. Yeah. Um, I've never been to Detroit before or anything, but then I got um, I I got a phone call. And I picked it up, and it was Jake Watt. And then he was like, so. and he was like, you made it, man. You and made I'm it, like, man. And ah. I'm like, what? Really? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, man, you're dope. Like, see you on this day. Like, we're going to get there the day before. And, you know, and then, you know, and then the next day we're going to perform. But the day before we're going to have a party and we're going to, like, get to know each other and figure out what it's called, how it's all going to go down. And then we're going to do the show. Yeah. I was like, fuck. All right, dope. That's awesome. Yeah. What do I do? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> so... I hang up the phone and I'm like I'm in disbelief. Yeah. And then I'm like I gotta start. I'm gonna cook. I gotta cook. I gotta cook. So I start making a bunch of beats, bunch of beats. And by this time, me and Rich Kid have been kind of having a little bit of conversations. And I just got this new car. I'm working at the. You know, everything is like everything is kind of good right now. And like, uh, I'm kind of fucking everything up money wise by going to this Detroit thing. And yeah. I'm stressed out, kind of like trying to figure out where I'm gonna get extra money. Should I sell more beats? Should I do a lot of these things? And then um, I don't know. And then you know, Rich, I was talking to Rich about it, and he's like, "Yo, come, come through to Ridgeway." Like it was like, "Oh, this is where I live." So I was like, "Oh fuck, okay, I'll try." So I'll go. I'll come. Come. I'll come. I want to play you these beats. I need to know if if I'm ready. Yeah. So then, like, uh, I go to Ridgeway, 
<laughs> I pull up on the block and there's just him, Rich, with like Courtney and like a a, a, a Goudini, I think, was there. And they were just sitting on the stoop drinking. And then like he says, uh, he pull, I pull up, he comes in, opens up the car door and he sits inside, leaves the car door open. He's like, hey, he's going on. He's like, well, he's like, yo, let's play those beats. Let's hear him. So I start playing him in the whip. In the whip. And then we play and he started freestyling the wall of them. Test. And he's like, woo. And then all his boys were like, you know, um, freaking out about it. And then you're, he was just like, yo, you're ready. You're ready. And I'm like, all right, I'm fucking, I'm ready. I'm Shout ready. Out to Rich. Yeah, man. That's the first time I met Rich. So then, yeah, we we dabbed and then I left and then um, he literally blessed your beats. Basically, <laughs> you're ready. anointed. He anointed them and said, "You're ready, my son." <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, uh, but you see, see what with with Rich, Rich worked with Drake. At the t- he needs to be working with everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody in Toronto. He had a Rich beat, you know, like, and so I was like, I was in awe. Like he, I was just like, all right, cool. So I went to the beat battle. I think I get beat in like the semifinals or something. Mm. Um, but in the battle, Fr- Frank Dukes was in it. Frank so I Dukes. Met, so I met Frank Dukes. I Early. Met, I met I met Frank Dukes then, and he's a monster. Boom bap producer, monster. Yeah. He ended up winning the whole thing, and then really, he, yeah, that that, that in Detroit, whole, he won the Detroit. Actually, actually, he <laughs> actually he he didn't get win Detroit. He was second place, but the first and second place people yeah. go. 14 KT won the first first place. 14 t- okay, I've heard of him. KT's yeah. dope, man. KT is dope. He's still like he like me and him have gotten to know each other over the years too. Dope. He's really dope. But those are like the only two people. And I met Shoes at that thing. So um, did you go bowling while in Detroit? Yes, I did. <laughs> That's a weird ass question. I went bowling. That's a tool man, man. The first one of the first times I ever talked to Tool Man. He's like, I don't know. We were at a club, and he's like, oh, I, bowling came up, and he's like, you know who bowls crazy? He's like, people in Detroit. He's <laughs> like, it's like a fucking club in there. Yeah. So the first time I ever, so after the beat battle happened, you know, like I met, dude, I met Elzai at that part. I met Black Elzai. Milk. Damn. And like a lot of these people Black were milk. showed up. Yeah, man. They were like Detroit. These are people yeah. I was just like, yo, these guys are fucking legends. Man. Legends. In the and game. they're right in front of me, like, hey, what's up? Like, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, this is, this is dope. And I'm sure they like, like, I haven't met Black Milk since. And I'm sure he doesn't yeah. even know who I was or who I am at, at this point. Like, you know, he's. He's a god, you know, basically. But like, beats are hard. But that 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 meeting meant a lot to me. Um, so after it was over, you know, we're all kind of sitting around. I met Hex Murder then too. Hex Murder was dope too. So oh, good, yeah. yeah Hex, yeah. so me, good. Me, me and Hex would. St- well, I, don't, I haven't talked to Hex in a long time, but like, yeah, me and Hex would 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 kind of you know bullshit on Twitter a lot. And um, but he's this dude, dope dude, straight up guy. Just it was so dope. Um, but a lot of these people are just like, yo, what are we doing afterwards? And then everyone's like, yo, let's go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, I'm kind of like, you know, like I'm, I'm actually like, well, can I get some food? Like, I'd like to get some food. And then like, uh, they're like, well, there's this microwave cheeseburger. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Detroit has way better food than that place, dude. Yeah, they, they had this really. I can't remember the pizza joint we went to, but I still try to find it when I go back. But it's <laughs> it was so dope. But we end up going to the bowl, the bowling alley. And in the bowling alley, uh, ICP and D12 were bowling against each other. <laughs> that what? is insane. And what the fuck? What kind right? of weird, wacky? Yeah. It was. I'm just, I'm just mad imagining like some juggalos and bizarre just talking shit. 
man. What? It okay. was crazy. It was okay. crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But like, no, what he was saying. You it, knew you were in the right place when. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's like what he said. It was like, it, it was crazy. Like, yeah. it's unbelievable. It is like a club in there. Yeah. But like people, like people did that for fun in there. And then like, we went to the strip club and I got taken to the strip club. And um, the strip club, I've only been to five strip clubs in my life. Okay. Detroit is one of them. What's the cities? What are your, what are your five yeah, strip oh, club cities? Bruh. I only did. No, this is not a top five. This is not five? a top five. <laughs> five. five. This, but out five. of his five, five, rank his five. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rank, rank your five. five. Rank your five. <laughs> Ready? I'm not, not going to rank them. I'm just going to tell you what they are, and okay. you can rank it for okay. okay. Detroit. Okay, so there's Give Detroit. Give me the names. Detroit. the names? Yeah, do you I can't remember the names. Oh, okay. Detroit. Yeah. Montreal. Yeah. London, Ontario. Okay. Niagara Falls. Yeah. Fuck. And Miami. And oh yeah, I'm gonna, Miami I'm gonna has go, to be first. I'm gonna go Miami first. Detroit second. No, no, fuck no. You ever been to Montreal? Montreal. You ever been to Montreal? I've yeah, never wait, been. Wait. And then he said London, so now I'm like, fuck. Are London strippers? Uh? There's like a route. I used to take a Greyhound bus. <laughs> <laughs> I used to take a Greyhound bus like to Toronto all the time uh, in a past life, and uh, <laughs> when you take that route, there's like mad strippers on the bus, and you see where they get off all the time. And it was always like, yo, I'm going to say, so Miami, <laughs> I'm just going to cut that off. Miami, Montreal, London, Detroit, and then where was the last one? Miami. Miami, London. Montreal, London. London. Miami, London, Montreal, Detroit, and uh, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Fuck. Niagara Falls might be popping. You know what? I'm just going to stop. a lot stop. of tourists in town. <laughs> yeah. Before you incriminate yourself. No, Niagara Falls is dope for strip clubs, too. <laughs> Damn. It's a yeah, good strip I'm, club I'm not, city. I'm not really a connoisseur, but, like, you know, like, it's... I mostly it got... It seems tri- like you picked five good cities. Yeah, I got did. lucky. I got lucky. You, did. you actually I got lucky. Did. I got lucky. I get put it that way. Because that's, this is what people do for fun, and I usually just get drag, dragged into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, just like, usually And you're experiencing what, what they do there. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And like that's that kind of like, yeah, I just want to eat first. Yeah. <laughs> Strip got, got, got want, good food? No. <laughs> so, yeah, like the beat battle was dope. And then, like, uh, yeah, I met like some really cool people there. And then, like, I took that loss, ate it. And then just basically, I never entered in the battle of the beat makers. I always kind of, that was one regret I think I have because mm. I always felt like, you know, like I could, I could have did something good yeah. there. Because there's some a lot of iconic battles, like that's where Boy Wonder, that there's this iconic battle by Boy Wonder and Arthur there that happened there, and um, you know Wonder Girl I've won there. Wonder yeah. Girl's crazy there underrated. This, there was this crazy group I can't remember what they were called, uh, but they they were nasty. They were nasty. There were these two kids from from Toronto that just like crushed it, and then they they went their separate ways, and I never heard from them again. Mm. Kind of thing. They just they had like the whole world, the whole city buzzing about them. Yeah, but at that time, yeah, it was around the time where Hip Hop Canada wasn't really there, and they were shutting hip hop stations down. Like Flow was about to was taking this weird turn. Yeah, and um, the city was kind of really just choking the life out of hip hop. It was like a weird dip that happened before it's it so... really took off to where it is now, where yeah, it's like the number one. So weird. It was so weird. It was, I felt, that's why everything felt so bad. That's why I had to keep going like elsewhere to, to go. And I find when I went to Detroit, it was like celebrated there. And when I went to the States, anytime it was celebrated. And I went back to Canada, you know, like it was like Our Lady Peace. And like you know, and like Nickelback, and it's and it's not and it's not even no it's shot. not no, even. No, Ken, Ken, Ken Con at the time was definitely 
uh, that way. Yeah. Like you're you're not telling no lies. Right no, now. no, no. And like even the music, like it, you can hear it in like Toronto music. A lot of artists just struggled and like they were making songs, but they were, but it just nothing was popping, nothing was hitting, and like it was really, really. Really, really a dark time. It yeah. was like a yeah, super was. dark time. There was like definitely a lull when it was like uh, Baby Blue Sound Crew and like get like. Do you know what I mean? Like there was that there was, was an explosion. But here's but here's the crazy and, thing. Yeah, but there but was the dip. That, yeah, yeah. But here's the crazy thing though. That was when you guys came around. No, I mean Ghetto Concept and those guys. No, no. Winnipeg. No, no. When 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 Winnipeg's most came out. That was when this crazy resurgence of music that was happening elsewhere and other places aside from Toronto was happening. Because it was really dead back then when you guys were popping. I mean, yeah, I guess so. No. <laughs> nobody, was make, nobody was making like money and nobody was doing shows. Nobody had cities on fire no one was buzzing as big as you guys back then because and i can i can say that about everybody i mean if a lot of people put out records at that time like cardi put out records and mm-hmm. like a lot of people put out records and the only thing i heard about was like winnipeg's most it was a timing thing like oh, it for was sure. it was like i think that's why i always like look up so much to stomp because stomp did his thing with res official that's how we met him yeah. and then when that started to kind of like just not go move the way it was moving before he was like, I know, I know where to go now. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the architect of all that kind of like sound of that. And I think we were just lucky because there wasn't like we just filled a void. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. And and we didn't mean to. Because that was the thing too. What was year like, was that? Well, the first heat bag Rolling Stones came out in like two thousand and fuck, I got it ten. No, no. Nine? Winnipeg's Most came out. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. The Winnipeg's yeah. Most. So it was the run. I think was about 2010, 2010, so we, to, we, 2010 to 2013. You think? I, I, or 12? I go to. I go. To, I'll go to 14. 2014. I'll go to 14 because okay. we were still like eating real heavy. Yeah. Until 14, and then that's when everything got like. Yeah, got yeah, heavy. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, like so, you guys were doing really well in. Um, I was back in where I was doing, and I was producing. I was making records for like uh, at the time, uh, Sunreal. Um, around two thousand ten, I was That's working right. with Sunreal. Yeah. I was working with I was working with Rich. I was yeah. working with like I was working with um, with Sazy still. Like me and Sazy were crafting this this album called Taxi Drivers. That was that that was kind of been like the the thing that actually it was a thing that kind of destroyed us a little bit. Mm. Okay. Um, um, and then like. Um, I don't know what else I was working on. Just making beats, yeah. and I was kind of like, I now that I have this appreciation for beat battles, and now I'm like, okay, I need to do that. So I started doing that more. Yeah. I was into this thing called the Sound Battle Royale, where they got to make a beat right in front of everybody, and take examples and flip them and stuff like mm. that. Kind of like what Loop Sessions is doing right now, but like more on a competition tip. Yeah. I met Eloquent there, um. And Eloquent is a dope producer. I don't know if you know him, but yeah, you should look him up. Toronto producer Eloquent. He's like a OG. Like um, I hate saying it's the lo-fi shit, but that's basically what he does. Mm-hmm. And um, it's much more. He's got some of the like best mixes and clean stuff and great melodies. It's just great music. Just beats. MC that he fucks with heavy or just just instrumental. Just instrumentals. Okay, but okay. he's also that's but he but he would also like. 
he likes to work with other people, but he makes dr- stuff with like sloppy drums and stuff like that. So mm. rappers kind of have a hard time like rapping over him. Which is, but I like it because it's like you know like uh, you're a producer's producer in the sense that I like rappers, rappers. Yeah. Like after like just you know what I mean like yeah kind of hearing this kind of thing I'm like okay I like that though because like you so, know your craft. So, so here's the thing like I can listen to music and tune out artists like vocals. And just listen to the beat. Uh-huh. I've, I have this gift where I can do that now. Yeah. It, it's something I've I've built over years, over all the years. Trained it's like years. a human yeah. karaoke machine. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I have a filter in my just ears. Remove it. But you know what? Like uh, sometimes I, I I find like when there was like artists that you know say he'd be like, "Yo, listen to this," and I listen. I'm like, I can't hear him. Like he's not like he doesn't pop out. Even though like Razzcast used to be like that for me, up up until like you know. Probably like four years ago, I didn't like Razzcast at all. That's fair. And then four years came around, and then he did this joint with uh, Evidence called the uh, Miss America. What's it called? Uh, fuck, I know it. Um, it's with it was with uh, Evidence, Razzcast, and Raekwon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chef, I think. Yeah, America or something or Miss America. I can't remember what it was called. It's Fet- not the Fet- cold joint. It up for us. But so yeah, you're it's you're called now. Uh, uh, evidence. Uh, the red carpet. The red carpet. The red carpet. When I heard that verse, I was like, "Holy, like, that is crazy!" And then like, so like, you know, like I don't know. I was just more of a beat aficionado, I guess, in that kind of way where yeah. I like really like sonics and sounds. Started getting into other stuff and started listening to other people, like other producers aside from me and. I kind of just wanted to just get away from everything. I used to buy records. I don't know if you guys used to buy lots of CDs, but like I used to buy CDs really religiously. Yeah. At yeah. a point, and I would like catalog them. Like I'd be okay. like, all right, I like this song, this song, this song. Even if there was one single on it, I just a chance of them another banger in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you got to. Yeah. That was, that was if, the time. If it had a song I loved, I would still just buy it. Just- just to see. There was a moment where I bought a Nori, a Nori album where I'm kind of like... Yo, low-key. <laughs> I'm surprised you even bought Nori at, more Nori albums because he's not the best rapper, but he does pick some of the best beats. But there he was this one album production. that was not good at all. And I'm like, I got... Post-Neptunes? I got bamboozled really yeah. bad. <laughs> the Spanish joint? Was it the Spanish? When he went... Was it post, post-Neptunes? It was, it was, it was just back? It was definitely post-Neptunes, yeah. 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 But he has got some of the best Neptune's beats. Yeah, I mean, oh, he, yeah. he had a super thug. Is I consider Nori like one of those rappers, like kind of like Rick Ross, where I don't think he's ever like other than the, that one. Yeah. But he always has really good beat selection. I always amazing say the thing about always has amazing. Yeah, beat the selection. thing about Nori is like he he's just a great guy to hang out with. Yeah. So he'll just finesse the best beats out of you, right? Because you <laughs> like him so much, you're like, all right, Nori, man, you yeah. can have that one. All <laughs> you right, can have man. that. Also around that time, I was working with Pops, and Pops was this guy that was like super hungry for producing, uh, for for shopping records, and this is something I wasn't used to. Mm. So by working with Pops, I got introduced to like people like Vocab. I got the people introduced to people like uh, Mikael and like Vocab from Toronto. Yeah, yo, and 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 Instagram popping page. Yeah, man, <laughs> early meme page. Yo, man, he was one of the ones, the first ones. A fucks with him. He's he's. He's got like a Winnipeg connection. Like his his baby mom's his from baby here. Baby mom's from here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's always a girl. I remember. <laughs> bringing, that's what brings I mean, you to Winnipeg. That's the only thing that brings you to Winnipeg. <laughs> that's that's what brought me to Winnipeg. You know. Okay, but before we get there, <laughs> how, 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 did, how does the call from a tribe called Red come in? Because that's around that time. So you're no, 2011, 2012. No, 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 no. Way I'm saying far away. 2014 is when the call comes. No, around yeah, that. around 2014. 2014. Yeah, so yeah. I get it. You go super producer mode. And you start digging. 
and, it, and, and the, making a bunch of stuff. But yeah. how does that even? How do you get on the radar if you're not making? Well, that that's, much? that's that's a, that's a thing. If you if you're a producer and you go into the the placement game, you learn very quickly that that thing that is a cold place to be. Mm-hmm. And I started. I started. I I would send my best stuff and get rejected, or I'd get my best stuff get picked, and I'd never hear from it. Mm-hmm. I even had some stuff I think was stolen. Stolen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like. It was it was really bad, and then I just got discouraged. And I was at this point, I that around that point, I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. I was yeah. like, you know, like uh, the the relationship I was in was like super toxic. I didn't like where I was. I didn't like where where, where you know how everything was going about, and I was really unhappy. I was I was mentally at my lowest point I've probably ever been in my life, mm-hmm. and then um. And then, you know, like it just kind of just clicked out of nowhere where I just kind of dropped everything. And um and I read this book called The Alchemist. And um when I read Steve that Steve got it for me. Yeah. I, I gave it to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got it all for Christmas. Yeah. So I read The Alchemist and like at this point where I was really low and I needed answers and it kind of like told me to take this leap. Okay. I, that, everybody who reads it gets gets a different message out of it. Yeah. And then for me, it was just the affirmation I needed, like to be like, okay, I can't, I can't quit. The, I'm almost there. I yeah. know I've, I've been, I know I've been saying it for like eight years, ten years now, but like I'm almost there. I know I am. The worst feeling would be to quit and to just. And knowing it was just like I just need to go a little yeah, bit what yeah. more further. Just, what if you worked for just one more week? You exactly. know what I'm saying? That type of shit. So what ended up happening was is that. Um, I I basically moved to Winnipeg. It was a big leap. I got out of everything, and then I was kind of really messed up for a while, and then I was kind of refocusing and kind of redoing everything, and then, like, an opportunity to come to Winnipeg came, so I, I came out here. And I probably wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for, like, uh, there was a producer that Sazy used to work with. His name is Microwave and at the time, and uh, he used to work with St. Laz. I don't remember if you know who St. Laz is. He's this New York rapper that was gone hot 97 he was really dope and then wave produced this song for him oh yeah st lads uh yeah uh yeah made this song called i think called child of the ghetto i think it was called and um uh, st lads yeah and then uh he got known and then he started this new company called new industry north and he used to i say he, he found sazy before i did and like so they used to work together a lot and then when we we're making hit and run one he actually he actually says two bars on hit and run one he we got him to rap. He's a Serbian dude, and he, but he's an amazing producer. Um, he's from Mississauga, and then um, right. he moved. He quit rap. He quit making beats, and he got this like job out here, and he moved out here. Mm-hmm. And he's and I knowing that he was here, he was a really good friend of mine. And like I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this if I, I got, come out here. I yeah, got yeah, one friend. Yeah, but you know, when I left, man, like I I left suddenly, and it was really terrible. It was really hard on my family. Like I'm family guy. I've been around home a lot, so like. They said that my mom told me, like, she said it was like comparable of like me dying all of a sudden, just gone. Wow. It's powerful stuff, man. So then I came here and then um, six months of just straight rebuilding, um, making music every day. And then out of those six months came like the joint I did with the game with Pops. Um, I did a couple joints with Sunreal that actually did really well. And then um, I started um, getting placements elsewhere. And then, like, out here, I was kind of, like, looking for money. I didn't really know what to do. And then, um, actually, you guys helped out a lot. 
uh, Winnipeg's most. Like, uh, you know, like they wanted to kind of rebrand themselves and make uh, Winnipeg Boys. And so, like, I started working with them. And then, like, you know, they hit me off with some money and then helped pay for bills. And then I worked with this guy named Jay Northside from, from, Edmonton. Um, from Edmonton. And he just, like, it seemed like whenever I needed money and I was broke and I was just, like, I was so, like, at my last wits of it, things would happen. Yeah, and then you know, the like universe conspires. And Jay and Jay like actually he takes care of people when you come to Edmonton. He brings you for a show, whatever business yo, he does. He takes very good care of you. And Jay took really good care of me from just buying beats and finding people to buy. He bought be- beats for Kripal. He bought beats for like from for, for his girl Pookie. <laughs> I forgot he was uh, uh he was like the doom like Doom Squad originally when yeah. I met him was uh, Jay before um. Kripal, and then there's... It was um, just Kripal and Nine Lives at the time. Nine Lives, yeah. It wasn't... Uh, wow. I can't remember the other one. Fuck. It's going to fucking kill me so but bad. I did a joint with him with... And then, like, I gave him, like, fire, too. I gave him, actually, beats that I used for beat battles and stuff. So they were fire were joints. Bangers, yeah. So I made this song called Redemption with him, and it was with him... Blue. Uh, Blue. And, and John C. And John C. Wow. And, it, and it was crazy. Yep. And then I did a joint with Merck. With him, Merck, <laughs> and uh, yeah. oh, who's the next? The next dude. Uh, fuck, man. I can't remember like, his name. Like a YouTube I playlist. I don't know that one. <laughs> I remember I didn't jump on that song. Like Jay Norside hit me up, and he's like, "Yo, I'm, I got a John C. feature." Da da da. And I remember, like, for some reason, he hit me up, and I was like, "Man, I'm just like, I'm at home." Like it was like a now. Like uh, John C. and Blue were like out in Edmonton because Blue's from. Um, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, or somewhere right, right around there, mm-hmm. they were kind of already west, and I was like, "Man, I'm sleeping." Damn. And, then, you, and then he went back out for the video, and then I heard the shit, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I, I gave him on that. Yeah, you got to listen to that joint. Have you heard it? No, it's good. It's it's a banger, man. The beat is banging. The bang. It's a banger beat. And it's, blue blue was killing hooks. Yo, and blue killed right. the hook, yeah. and his verse was stupid. Yeah, well, blue dude, man. I mean, I always have the utmost respect for him, man. He uh, he did Bang Bang. Like, that was his song. Like, yeah. Bang Bang was Blue's song. Okay. And I can remember going to, like, reserve shows with Blue and Blue headlining. Like, they were like, yo, we want to bring Winnipeg's most. And we're like, here's our tag. And they're like, yeah, no problem, but you got to open up for Blue. <laughs> and we were like, all right, cool. And then vice versa. Like, we'd go to things and it would be like, Blue's going to... It was like, That's it was dope. crazy, dude. That's He's dope. Super talented producer too. Yeah, man. He made a lot of his but own the, beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. He's 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 great. He killed that. And it's my first experience with that. And yeah, so then I did a joint like did a bunch of joints with him. But he he paid my bills, man. He saved Christmas for me and a bunch <laughs> of other things. Like he and then so th- that whole that whole six months was like a rebuilding period and it was really crazy. I was making I wouldn't have a studio. I left which I just had a like a, a laptop and um and and like I was making beats on a on a kitchen table kind of thing and you know like just trying to make music wherever i could but then i linked up with people like lambo from here yeah lambo uh yeah lambert yeah yeah he uh me and him go back like from then too so we met each other i forget exactly how we met each other but like we ended up liking each other and we're like yo we should we should probably hang out so then we hung out and then we at this point are you dabbling in the electronic stuff too or not not, yet not not even so but lambo is so lambo lambo is yeah that's why i asked so lambo says like hey like you know like um can you mix good and i'm like well listen to my stuff and he's like oh man you can mix good do you think you can mix (laughs) do you think you can mix mix my stuff so i started mixing early lambo stuff 
Interesting. And what, yeah, what, what time are we at? Like 2012, 2013? Oh, this is 2013 probably, 2013, yeah. yeah, okay. So then, yeah, so like we're, he has this awesome studio space, and then he's like, he gives me the keys to it. And then he's like, yo, come work here. So I had a right studio Right by here. the bay. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It was downstairs in this basement. It was it was super dope, super clean. I recorded, um, we were just talking about this. I have a, I have a verse with... Uh, um, with with um, Len Bowen and he like I wanted to put together this this tape or something with like just to Winnipeg talent I was trying to get in there yeah and then uh, so yeah I worked with him and you know did some stuff with him and uh, but I was mostly just just kind of just trying to work on beats to shop out I was still on that 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 chase yeah and then um, what ended up happening was is that uh, there was a beat battle kind of happening and I've gotten out of it at this point and I'm like. And it was uh, Team Toronto versus um, Team Texas. And it was okay. going to be at South by Southwest for 2014. Mm. Gotcha. So I just, I was online or something, and someone hit me. I'm like, hey, man, are you entering the battle? And I'm like, oh, man, like, I'm not in Toronto. I'm in Winnipeg. He's like, dude, dude, you're Toronto. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you enter it. I'm like, oh, man, I don't, I don't have enough time like, uh, to do this. And he's like, yo, and it costs money to enter. Like, I don't have the, the money right now. It's like 25 yeah, yeah. bucks to enter, but I still don't have it. Like, you know, yeah, like, I don't got it to give. I, don't, I, don't, I was like, I'm, I think I'm going to have to let this go. And then this guy, he's he's one of the three people in there. His name's Syntax. Um, Syntax was just like, look, just submit it. I'll cover it. I'll fucking put it. Oh, I'll nice. cover it. Yeah. And then, like, just submit it now. And I know it's a little late, but we'll, we'll do that. So I submitted these beats. Whatever. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, Toronto's fucking killing it right now. You know, we got Wonder Girl. We got, like, Rich Kid. We got, like, all of these fucking super talented producers. Like, um, I doubt it that I'm going to get – I'm washed at this point. My spirit is pretty, pretty broken yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, no, then they hit me up, and they're like, dude, you had, like – and they were like, you had, like, some of the best – you had, like, some, like some, some awesome, like, moments – yeah. I wish that you could have seen it, like the the room light up. And Scratch Bastard was one of the was one of the people. Boy Wonder, Boy Wonder was one of the ones. Like one of the team judges, oh, judges, judges and stuff judges. Like for 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 the for the beats to pick the team. Okay, so they had a room full of people that were picking beats, and they were just in, like, yeah, yeah, that's yep, a yep, mean yep, team. Yep. Yeah, that's a mean judge. Yeah, that's, that's a so mean judge bo- team. We so had bo- Rich Kid, so Boy Wonder, Wonder Girl, and Tool Man on a fucking team. Oh, dude, it gets way crazier. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so like, so like, I me- mean, that makes a lot of sense. No, no, no. In I retrospect, always, but yeah. like at that time, I always say that you know I probably had the last seat on that team because that team was pretty stacked. It was like there was like uh, there was Wonder Girl. Um, crazy. There was one of girls at crazy that, at that time, and, and and rich kid, and then there was Superville, and oh. then there was Diesel. And I don't know if you know Diesel Superville. is. Diesel's nasty. I'm not familiar with with Diesel actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was C Sharp, and he was this kid I didn't know, and he's he's fucking dope. There's Jay Reed. So there's like, and then there was like, Tilo was a part of it. Yeah, but flex a little bit though, because. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't I, think you had the last seat on that team. No, we'll see. Well, that's that's just how I I put it, right? So yeah. like he, so I got I got in this team. Memorex was part of it, you know, like like so like we got a part of this team, and um, it was put on by the people that did the 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 um the beat uh the sound battle royale thing I was telling you earlier okay, the yeah, beat yeah, battle yeah. yeah yeah so it was put together by those guys so that's why they and it's at by South by Southwest when South by Southwest is pretty popping when it meant something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would think. so what was what was crazy about this, so that I got invited so they were like, All right, Tim, you gotta come come back to Toronto for this thing and I'm like, Okay, cool. 
So I found some money somehow again and then get to Toronto. And it's my first time coming back home since since I left. And it's been about five months. No, maybe four. Four, four. Yeah, about four months. And uh, I reunite with my family. And uh, everybody's happy to see me. I'm happy to see them. That's a nice little battery boost before you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then so that would happen. And then um, I went and to met, the, met with the team. Got to meet everybody. And Boy Wonder was the head coach. Apparently, uh, nice. so the, are you friends be. with a lot of these folks going now? Into I am, yeah, not like, now, not, I am not at that time. I mean, even like well, the thing about it is, is that you know, like I've started to realize some things, and like one thing that you know, Boy Wonder taught me just recently, um, that you know, like even though we've had encounters in our life where you know, where we we've he's helped me out a lot and um, and everything, but we're not friends, like it's just what we just know each other, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think it's very important for people to really understand like who's a friend and who isn't. Like you know what I mean? Like real. You know, it's 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 what you put your energy to. Like you know, like um, like if 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 we call each other and like you know, and if we consider each other friends and it's like mutual, like we're friends, right? We're fr- okay, we're friends. And then that's where <laughs> you're friends, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, never, but never ever assume that you're a friend to somebody. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to, you'd have to do some things to like really get that. Yeah, I agree. agree. Because yeah, well, <laughs> in this industry especially, right, where you, yeah. you cross a lot of paths, but it doesn't mean you're friends. You're just at the same party. Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it more than an Instagram you post. Each, you know, you see each other at the same parties. And, you know and, I mean? and and on top of it, like you know, if, if you're a good person, like Wonder is, you know, like when he sees me, he's not gonna ignore me. No, yeah. you know, he's gonna be like, hey, how's it going? How you been? What you doing? Like, hey, yeah. we should work. Like, let's go this. Here's my number, kind of thing, right? Like, that's yeah. that's kind of like how it happens, yeah, right? And course, then like, but like, but like, it's it's. I've, I've so with these people like it's crazy. Even with Wonder Girl, Wonder Girl sent me an email when she was like thirteen, um, saying like, "Hey, like I'm, and what do we? I'm a producer. She's twenty now. She's twenty <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah, we did the math the <laughs> other day. Twenty. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So like you know like there's there's things like this. There's relationships and all through this whole journey that I did. I've you know I feel like it was just a so messy and it was just so like like riding a wave basically this whole time. I had no idea that I was I was. She's I was 22. gathering fan. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to the Google. Yeah, shout out to Googs. <laughs> the Googles. Um, but yeah, like you just never know like the kind of impact that you do. Like, um, as 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 someone who's been in this game for a long time and I don't even consider myself really like anything special as far as like as far as like, you know, like uh in the very beginnings and my very humble beginnings of what I was doing. Yeah. I had no idea that people were listening to me like that. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. Like I had I was just I was just, I just, you know, because I never saw it. I it never down it, doing your thing. And not only that, like it didn't hit my bank account. Like it didn't. It didn't <laughs> That's it didn't, the realest thing it ever. It didn't do anything. Yeah. Like you know, I got a lot of people like, "Yo, you're dope," and I'm like, "Cool, cool." But, Pay but me. But, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't like <laughs> doesn't and, translate and, and to work. And it's not even that. It's more or less like you know, like uh, I have zero to show for it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Like there, I don't, I don't have anything like. There wasn't anything substantial for me to to believe that there was a lot of people listening didn't, to it yeah, or anybody real. at all. Yeah. No, it was just like you know, like a bunch of people that were fans, like 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 hip hop people, like rappers. Yeah. I thought like a lot of rappers and producers are, are friends or are, are fans of mine. That's it. Just same thing with me. Like I'm I'm fans with a lot of these people and I support them one hundred percent. But like I don't ever expect like the anybody listening to it like yeah. Wayne in the music. Yeah, you know. But yeah. the, the but you know it's it's kind of a humbling thing. And then finding out all about all that stuff, you know. And, but when we went to South by though, on on the way there, we were in Toronto. We were meeting each other for the first time, and we we're all getting these pictures together. There was this thing they wanted to do. They uh, 
uh, this this um, promotional thing for awareness for the team going. This is the first time the team's getting together, and we're gonna get on stage. Right. We're gonna play each other's beats real quick and like show who's all involved and like get the community kind of involved. Yeah, get the home behind you. We did the show at the Rivoli. Yeah, and this is the kind of thing. So it was really cool. And then um, Memorex set up a, 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 a what do you call those things? An Ableton push on stage. Okay. Like full of sounds and stuff. And they invited Rob Ford to show up. And this is around <laughs> the time when Rob Ford was all in, in the media, like really, really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And um, I stayed with his half sister. Somebody, what? I stayed with his half sister. Cool. Okay. So, Susan. So, <laughs> shout out Susan, Susan man. No lie. Shout out Susan. Susan. So, like, uh, so Rob, Rob showed up. It was a total, like, you know, Hail Mary. Rob showed up, and you can you can see it on there's a video video of it on YouTube where he's playing the Ableton live. Rob Ford makes a beat. <laughs> it's on there. It's there. Yo, how many hits does that video have? On not, not a lot though. So, but the crazy thing about that, or maybe it might be a, quite a few. I don't know. But um, but the cool thing about it was is that um, Rob Ford was a big uh, pusher for the arts. So he was um, all about this Canadian people going to to South by Southwest. He because he wanted to make North by Northeast just as huge. Oh, yeah. okay, that's that was his, he, that was his major yeah, thing. Shout out Rob what Ford. it would mean to the city if yeah. we could. Yeah, that makes sense. Toronto Mayor Rob Ford makes a beat at hashtag Team TO's beat battle with Memorex. Yeah, man. Wow, it's, it's there. It's Legend. There. You guys, you guys need to watch it later. Legend. It's, uh, that's it's pretty crazy. We're gonna have to share this with this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's there's a like, there's a promotional video that came <laughs> out for that. Yeah, and uh, it has one of my beats on it, and it's a beat that Jesus used actually. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You have to listen to it. You have to find it. Yeah. I guess in there. But yeah, um, so he came there and he supported us. So I have this picture with Rob Ford, like all happy and stuff, because <laughs> like, because like I didn't really understood. I didn't understand this because I didn't really know the Toronto politics at the time. But apparently, Rob Ford was dope. Like the Mandem really liked him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was for That's the hood, like you yeah. know, and like bro, that video got leaked from the hood. Yeah, the one that like really spelt his downfall. Yeah, I mean, like you know, politician. You know, he's probably not the best, but as far as like being being transparent and being a good dude, like in that kind of way, of course, like he the, the gave a lot of funding where it needed to go, and he didn't give funding where where people usually got. Like yep. he 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 was enemies with the cops because like he denied million dollars of funding to the police. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe because they were then, on him, but, but also <laughs> then, but then put that towards like things like yeah, housing, exactly, uh, inner city education. So that's what the crazy thing about it is. Like you know how Doug Ford is right now and fucking up everything in Ontario. Like yeah. his brother was like, I know Oppo he, sits. he, you know, his brother was dope. And then like I know a lot of people won't won't like give him his flowers, but like I'll always be a champion of like what he did. Like I. I I was there, and I was there, like, and I was talking to people in the streets and and, and stuff, and they were just they were telling me that this is the real deal, this is how he is, and I'm just like, all right, like, we've never had this before, but yeah. you know, I'm with a it, champion you know? of that level, yeah. in a sense, yeah. yeah. So that was good. Yeah. So we end up going to um, South by. <laughs> so we go to South by with 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 Robs, you know, like a little <laughs> a little encouragement, <laughs> and we killed it. And we killed it. Like we went to South by Southwest and we killed it. And we were all like rock stars because it was at oh. the beginning of this of the festival, and we were walking around like acclaimed. Like we just beat Texas in their own house in their backyard, yeah. Yeah. basically. Yeah. So like it was huge. Like 
we had like um at the time like Jay Cole's manager was like, "Hey man, I need beats." I'm like, "Cool. Here's my contact. Like I'm I'm down. Let's go." Yeah. Um I met Just Blaze at that place and like wow. we be- we became Just Blaze? Yeah. Just and then like Blaze. that that meant that led to a lot of things. And like also Tribe Tribe was there. Um everybody was there and I hung out with Tribe like at night when or during the day and then I would go hang out with like Wonder and Wonder Girl at like these these parties called the Ilmore in the after hours to like four or five, go back to the Airbnb, sleep and wake up and go to the SoCan party and like go do that and then it was a fun time. Like I got to meet like a lot of and Tribe introduced me to a lot of the DJs. And so I got to really get to sit down and listen to DJ culture of what it was at that time in 2014 and it was super dope. It was trap music. It yeah. was like bangers. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm listening to like these amazing um DJs like Dirt um Dirty South Joe, Dave Nada, um Small Town, Trap Kills. Like these Dave Nada's like house Mumbaton. Mumbaton, that's it. He's yeah, the originator yeah. of Mumbaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the guy who made it. Yeah. So, like, listening to all this stuff and listening to what they're playing, and then I'm like, I could do this. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this isn't, like, any different than what I do, except that they DJ it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just have to, like, DJ a lot better and DJ more. So, that right then and there, it became, like, a little staple. Like, okay, this is what I have to do. This is what I can take this back. Is, this is what I'm going to go to. Because you had people, like... You know, like Big Mac, like making like crazy, crazy trap stuff with like, you know, I'm pretty sure he made stuff on Free Loops because it banged like it, made, it did for sure. Yeah. But then you had like these these people that were making amazing cultural bangers and uh, they were getting like picked up by DJs all over. That's kind of, I think Just Just Blaze did that too. He got dabbled into like the oh, yeah. EDM he realm as the, well. Yeah, he went in the, that the, realm. Who was Hardwell? he fucking with? Yeah, Hardwell. Hardwell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. So like he, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how, and that just kind of opened up my my world to like the the EDM stuff and hanging out with Tribe and being around like uh, like my people. So it was like yeah. hanging around with a bunch of native guys out there was like super comforting. You know, even though like I hang out with the people like from Toronto and stuff, and they're all my people. Um, it's but just different. Yeah, it's super it's different. different. Yeah, 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 man. And I was like, I was so like the thing about me is that, um. I'm not from the city. I don't know. Like I'm, I put my foot in my mouth a lot of times. I'm, I'm dumb. Like I'm, I am. <laughs> like you know. Like I'm. Like I'll say something that's super. It may sound like super braggy or something like that. And I don't know any better. Like I'm, I'm I've, even to even these days. It might come off like I'm being like, like like selfish or 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 or, or braggy. But it's, I I don't mean it. It's just it's just. I'm excited to talk about things where I'm excited to do stuff. And I've learned a lot from that, that time. I, I, I heard some people around that time for doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I hate that I did because like, I, that's not what I am, but like, it's, it's things that I've learned, I guess. And mm-hmm. being around the industry right now, I'm learning how to conduct myself. And like the f- best thing that I found is hanging out with people who are OGs of this shit and like know how to conduct themselves. And so now I'm trying to like, I'm trying to take all that all on. It's so weird, man. I'm 34 right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 34 years old. Um, I'm praying I see 30 more. You know what I mean? Like that really? kind of thing. Like I made it here this far, but I feel I feel like I'm 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 like I'm learning things that I should probably should have learned when I was younger. You know? Nah, you learn to break when you need to. Yeah, and then that's the thing. That's, that's the thing, the thing that's, you have to embrace. That's the th- well, that's that's yeah, the thing yeah. I have to accept. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's it. Like I just have to accept when when. When I so nowadays it's a lot easier for me to like say that I'm 
I just admit that I'm wrong, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, it's yeah, so easy. I'll just, it's I'll so just easy. say that I'm wrong, and then like, I'll just try to learn and build from there. Yeah, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm no, not perfect in any means and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that that whole experience was crazy because I hung out with Tribe and I hung out with these DJs that I never got to hang out with ever. I got to see, got to meet Just Blaze. I got to meet um, um, Ali Shahid Muhammad. Got to meet with him. I got to hang out with the hieroglyphics. I got yeah. to I got to hang out with uh with all these DJs. I got to hang out and got to get to know like Toronto's best talent like to this day like I still rate every one of those guys. Yeah. Um Rich Kid should be like a fucking multi fucking millionaire. You know what? Like I think he still will be. He's mm. he's 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 amazing. He's an amazing producer. And he's a quality human. He's an amazing and human. And shout out to Chicken and Spaghetti. Yes. Yeah, right? That guy was like, yo, you hungry? After the club, I was like, fuck, I'm starving. He's like, let's go. We jumped in his Acura and went to this crazy spot in Georgia's or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was crazy good. He's like, let me order for you. I got you. He's like, let me get a quarter and spaghetti with the meatballs. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck did you just order me, bro? (laughs) And I got a quarter chicken with spaghetti and meatballs. That was delicious. Man, that sounds really good. Rich Kid, so good. Rich Kid has introduced me to a lot of amazing people that I have in my life to this day. I mean, like, I'm just blessed to be around people like that. Like Addy Papa, Addy's an amazing guy. You know, like in oh, at, at, the and best. He's an amazing dude. The best. They came to Winnipeg to shoot that Vice shit with us, and mm-hmm. that was the first time I met Addy, and it was like, Addy's fam, dope. right, like right from Jump. Addy's awesome, and he's like, like, "Oh, you want to smoke? We need food." <laughs> We're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Fuck yeah, let's he's go." A, he's a major support, and he's like dangerous on Smash Brothers. <laughs> we, 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 we had a we had Just a little no. we had a little war of Mario Kart when he he was in L.A. when I was in there, and we had like Mario Kart uh, battles out there. There you go. Shout out to Addy though; he's awesome. Gavin too. Gavin from the Remix, the Remix Project. Project yeah. He's, he's the best. A, he's been a been an awesome supporter of me too. Yeah. But yeah, and like a lot of these people, like uh, they when I lived in Winnipeg, and they were asking me like, "Oh, you you live in Winnipeg? What are you doing out there? What's popping out there?" So then I went to be like, "Yo, you need to like check this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy." I would always try to like throw like I realized that Winnipeg. Boogie got big looks through like when Gavin came and messed yeah. with you and Gray Eyes and all that. Like that was like. Yeah. That was a big like. I was so happy when that happened. I was like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> when yeah, he man. came, when he came and and through you and him, that's how we were able to make some moves in Toronto. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like cats like you yeah. and and him who just would help connect the dots. It really didn't benefit anybody, but it was just like they they saw it and they thought it was a good thing to do. You, you know, know what, what I mean? And that that's a testament to you guys as as humans. I, I will, I mean? but you know what I'll say is that you know is like I, I was just happy that Gav would would know me. And still knows me, you know? Um, and it's it's wild. Like, you know, all my peers that I grew up, all throughout the music stuff, are all kind of doing something right now. And some of it was and, and things that I never would have expected them to do. But they did it, you know? Like, my homie Ruiz is uh, Mauricio Ruiz. Mauricio, yeah. he, he's he's, D, he's uh, managing Jesse Reyes right now. Yeah. And, you like, know what video I mean? director extraordinaire. Amazing. He right. did. I, I, me and Sazy did Iron Jaw Angels, and that's the first Mad Ruck video, music video ever. Yeah. So Mad Ruck is the company that. Uh, yeah. Still re, that's how he produces videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we were the first first music video ever. So right. I was kind of cool, and like we've been, we've been tight since then, like you know, and um, but like, in even like who they he co-manages Jesse Ray's with Byron, who is Sunreal's manager, 
who actually like you know they didn't have the most money but you know when i was living in winnipeg and needed money you know they they were just like all right man we got you like you know let's and, and they weren't paying anybody for beats i don't think at the time cuz but i don't know what they were doing but like but uh or maybe they were you know i don't know but like, i never asked for anything yeah. and until then when i really needed it and they came through so i really like those guys are brothers you know like these these there's certain people in my life that like cal smith from six nations he helped me actually come up with the money to go to like Toronto and go to South by. And, um, there's another guy named Kurt Styers, like from my res that also did the same thing. Like he, they chipped in money miles and Pam Hill. Like they, they, they helped me out and the moral support from all my like family and like everything. Like they started seeing things happening for me. So they were so happy about it. This is all pre tribe. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so then when I came back from South by, um, tribe was in town for, uh the junos and so we and that span actually the september before that tribe was in town again for something so on that those span of like six months we ran into each other over and over again yeah either here in the city winnipeg was a big city for them like they they would come here and they would throw sold out parties you know what i mean if you knew tribe was coming you knew it was gonna sell out yeah 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 so um yeah so they came here for the junos um, hung out with them the entire time. Um, I really got to see a tribe show for the first time there. Really, this is my first time seeing them. Like I saw them in, in South by, but I got to see them in the element of like surrounded by indigenous people. Yeah, and I saw the impact versus I saw the party aspect of, of it in South by, but when I saw it in Winnipeg, I it it clicked. Yeah, I was like, oh man, these guys are, they got something. Well, and that's, I mean, it's it's not even they got something, but it was more or less like. These guys are important. These yeah, guys okay. need to be pr- protected at there, all costs. There, there's yeah. a very, it's a very important thing, and I and I tout it very much. So the the like representation, you know what I mean, and being yeah. able to see yourself. And with tribe called Quest, it or tribe called Red. Part of me, it was it it gave indigenous folks like, yo, this is a lane. Like you can see yourself in this culture. You know what I mean? Like in in the greater hip hop culture. Yeah. And that stuff is very important. And I know you've spoken about it before mm-hmm. in terms of like. Even the ultimate warrior, even though he's not indigenous, it's like you got to see somebody at that level, and that meant something. To you, That's right. You know what I mean, and that and those things do matter. So for you to see it and to see it in front of your own people, it's like, yo, th- these guys are important. This means something. What they're doing means something bigger than the music, bigger than whatever. Right. Like, That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, representation is big. Is I say it's I say even now to this day, it's like you know one of the biggest things that tribe um, the mandates are for them mm-hmm. right for us you know and like uh it predates me and it's it'll probably you know like after if 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 you know like if i decide or whatever yeah whatever rotation the changes or whatever yeah. those, those those core things will still be present yeah. and that's important i i i um i'm in it i'm in it to you know to to make sure that you know tribe sticks around for forever i kind of yeah. want that thing even though if, even if i'm not in it you know yeah. what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. bigger than any member in way sense, bigger yeah right? it's a, it's an entity it's a it's, it's it's something that's like it can it's crazy it's like you know i'm i'm only just the one person but like mm-hmm. as a unit as as a as a collective uh the reach that we have and the the the, the it's like a phenomenon in, in a way you know like it, we could we're just much more effective and as far as like a collaborative mind also like bear is awesome for like you know keeping me you know in ranged up because i can go everywhere and i'm so like 
out um, so I'm, I, I I can talk and it will go this way and that way it won't even stay on track but bear is really awesome and really articulate to really kind of keep the message of tribe um I'm going mm-hmm. and um it's it's really really dope it's like he's 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 definitely like one of the people that you know that 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 helps me every day because he's he's like it's like how stomp and how um john garlow was um they're my ogs you yeah. know so he's and a mentor yeah even. he's 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 you know he's got some years on me a little couple couple years on me so like i definitely look up to him when it comes to like touring i look up to him when it comes to even his taste in music sometimes like we don't agree with a lot of like we don't agree with like some stuff you know but like for the most part i'm really open um to other other things and like other uh other other genres of music and he has way more knowledge than I do. It's just that, you know, like, and then it's crazy. We were just, we were in studio last time in Toronto, like a couple, about a month ago. And I introduced him to the Royce to Five Nines Book of Ryan album. Ooh, oh, gosh. Class. I mean, it might be too early to call it a classic, but I'm going to call it a classic. I it mean, if, you, if, you, <laughs> it if, is. If, if you're talking about growth of an MC, yeah. you know, to a, good... to a growth. Is that like his real first sober record? No. No. No, but this was... is, but this is definitely. This is definitely, I will say, like this is definitely his first artistic record he's ever yes, done. Yes, this is most reflective and it's most that he put into to everything, like from production and yeah. And so everything. yeah, so like he, he he heard that and I played him uh, cocaine. That's and the then, one. That's the one. And right then there. and then like he was like, whoa, like I've I know Royce the Five Nine. I've never knew he did this. And the reason why I played is because Khalil like produced it and like I'll get into Khalil after, but like. Uh, but he, but he's the one that, that he's the, that was the reason why I played it for him. And, 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 uh, yeah, he, now he loves the record. So we, we, we definitely balance each other back and forth. Yeah. But when I saw them like perform that, it was, it was crazy. It was an amazing thing that I've never saw before. And I, I understood the importance of tribe right at that moment. And then, um, we worked in the studio together in the basement downstairs at Lambeau spot where he gave me the keys. And like, we worked on a couple songs there, like all four of us. And then, um, you know, a couple months later, uh, well, in, in May, so was it's May now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be my f- fifth, my fifth year anniversary fifth year? coming up. Yeah, yeah. So I got a phone call in May, and, you know, they asked me, you know, if I'd be interested in joining Tribe. It was tossed around a little bit beforehand. Like, they were like, you know, his manager. You join or yeah, 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 yeah. The man, like, G would say, like, hey, so how do you perform your music? And I'm like, I don't perform, like I DJ it, if anything. Like yeah. sometimes I bring an MPC, like I'll bring like my machine up and like hit some pads, but like I'm not a performer. I make music in studios. That's 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 how I do. But if I did, that's what I would do. I've yeah. done it before. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then um and then I just they asked me if I wanted to join. I and I said no at first, actually. I I said no, because I just came back from South by and like I feeling recharged. Well, not just that, but like I when I went to the Elmore parties, uh, you know, Jay Cole's manager, um, Travis Scott actually got me in the back in the back air Travis backstage. Scott. When he before he like dropped rodeo, like you know, like yeah. before before Bef- rodeo. Before before rodeo. Before rodeo. <laughs> before rodeo. <coughs> but was um, it before before rodeo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Before rodeo was the mixtape. Before rodeo, um, before before rodeo, yeah, yeah. I can't. Remember, you know what? I think it might have been around that time because Wonder Girl produced the single off that. 
okay, off yeah. one of those mixtapes yeah, that that's he did. Right, that's right. Yeah, and that's, that's right. how Travis Scott met him. And I was with with her, and then she and he got us both in, Dope. and then um, all, all of us in. Me, Masters, Wonder, and Wonder Girl. And he has a all. good ear. But that's when I met, like you know, uh, Absol. I met like uh, Tunji for like uh, the A and R, and nice. like, a lot of a lot of people that could change my life. Yeah, and I saw ASAP perform for the first time. I watched them do Who Run It. And just like light the crowd on fire, I saw Travis Scott perform there and stage dive off the stage, mm-hmm. and like um, saw Future. You know, it was it was, it was crazy. It was time. I, yeah. I just basically I had all these contacts and I had all of these opportunities now, and then everybody's hitting me up like, "Hey, why was Beats?" I met me and Chance the rapper. I had a conversation. This is Acid Rap Chance. Yeah. So like we had conversations since. So there was opportunities there. Wow. It was it was crazy. That's it was overwhelming. Like, it was looking rich again, and you're it, like, okay, let me see. Let it, me see. It not only looked rich, it looked like I, I, I it was coming. The thing that I dreamt yeah. about the most was coming. Yeah. The thing that I worked hard for was coming, and then I got the phone call, and then they asked me if I wanted to join, and I said no, and then they were just kind of like, well, you want to think about it? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should, like... Give me 24 hours. They called me in the morning, so like, give me 24 hours. I'll think about it. Call me in the morning, and I'll get back to you. Like, I'll give you an answer. So I spent that whole day soul searching and trying to like again another big chapter happening, mm-hmm. and I'm like, um, I don't know what's happening around here. And then like, I went for walks. I did everything, mm-hmm. and then I made peace with it. I I had the pros and cons. So the pros was like, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, like, not pros and cons, but if I join or didn't join. Yeah. If I didn't join, uh, what's the worst going to happen? They'll probably get, like, somebody else. They yeah. don't need me. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just whatever. I'm just a beat maker, whatever. Like, I could, they could go without me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, um, and everything will be fine. I'll get to do what I'm doing, and they get to do what they're doing, and it's fine. Yeah. But then there was the what if. Like, so what, well, what if it doesn't go continue? What, what, what if, if it doesn't work? What 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 if something happens and like tribe has to go, mm-hmm. and I think that I would have felt guilty because I would have known after seeing them perform and after understanding what tribe is like at that moment what I was just meant. like, yeah, it was kind of like well they they can't they they can't die like it has to it has to live even though I know that you know but am I gonna leave it up to chance for that to happen like if if knowing that I could do something now so then I said yeah and then like I I joined under those under those pretenses reverses like you know like i didn't really see it as an opportunity actually i, I was scared shitless because i didn't really understand edm music at the time either yeah yeah, yeah. you didn't so like, see how you fit necessarily no yeah it was it was it was like okay i gotta learn how to do this like and yeah. then i took it as a challenge i'm like okay yeah, it is. yeah. i gotta pee so bad okay so give me a break you can continue yeah. keep talking All right, cool. All right, so yeah, um, yeah. So the it was cra- It's crazy how how Winnipeg. You j- nothing really popped off until I got to Winnipeg. <laughs> that's that's those are the facts. I did a lot of work. I did a lot of. <laughs> yeah, man. It's and it's. Uh. <laughs> but it's 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 it gave me the space. To just really flourish, and if it wasn't for like Lambo, if it wasn't for like you know Winnipeg's, uh, Winnipeg boys, Winnipeg mostly with 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 Billy and and Feta, and if it wasn't for, 
you know, even you, Anthony, and like three peats, even to this day, you know, like if it wasn't for the people that like Precursor Studios that gave me time to like just work on stuff, or yeah. you know, if it wasn't for like the Lytics, if it wasn't for like the people like Bowen, like if there wasn't for people that had that loved the culture out here and understood this stuff, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't, I got accepted into the community right away. You know, and I, I was hungry to learn about Winnipeg's, like, culture and what it had. So, like, mm-hmm. even seeing Three Peep performing for the first time, and I'm like, yo, where are these songs? And then them saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, That's com- the only place they live. Yeah, so, like, so coming from that, like, you know, like, and then seeing how that goes, I'm like, this fucking thing doesn't happen. Like, what? And then understanding, like, look, like, the artist community here and the music quality here is so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's different than anywhere else in the world. Like to be honest, Winnipeg is its own thing, and it always has been. Always will be. And so, but the the thing that that lacks the most is that there's just no industry here. Yeah, there's no that's industry. The only thing. But no, I no. but I but I almost honestly think that if if the industry was here, it would like it wouldn't be good. Yeah. It wouldn't be good here in no. in a way. No, I think I think it has to be created. From an artistic standpoint, or else it won't work. If it's industry, yeah. industry, it won't work. Yeah, because it's just like, it's because we can't be like, um, you can't coming f- from the street shit. There was never any real organization that can control a place like Winnipeg because you got ten people on the same street that'll do it for themselves and all be successful doing it at that level. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. When we came up, we didn't know like. I remember the first time we talked to Kyle Kraft, he's like, "Uh, what kind of grants do you guys go for? And we're like, what the fuck is a grant? (laughs) And he was like, well, how are you getting these Stewie videos? How how was all of this funded? And I remember just like taking the fifth. And he was like, oh, okay. And I remember even on the second record, like they were like, yo, you should go for this. And we just, we were like, okay, we'll try. And then it was like, oh, we have to wait. Like we no, have to we wait. We have ourselves. to wait for you to tell us that we can make this move. It was like, no, we'll just do it for ourselves. Yeah, and that's yeah. why the industry same same way though. Like it's it's really good, but it doesn't it doesn't incubate like like it doesn't grow. That's the thing because like, it's think, not necessary I think to the that right point. kind of industry that understands Winnipeg can work. But there's always that Winnipeg DIY that is in us that's just like we're gonna do it. With Isolation did it. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna do it with or without you. Yeah, like and what? That's Regina's six hours away, and then what? Toronto's twenty yeah. six hours. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, like you want to talk about major city centers? Yeah, that's like, and and what then? Edmonton, Calgary, like you know what I mean? Exactly. Like we are far away. Mm-hmm. And and on top of it, like you know, but, <coughs> well, what's happening right now? What's crazy is that you know you're having these people. Like, there's a lot of people that would just be rappers, and a lot of people just be producers. We didn't really have like engineers. There wasn't really engineers that were doing hip hop stuff. There wasn't really managers that were doing hip hop stuff. There wasn't really people who were doing like branding and like you know thinking of outside the or just how to push your music and how to get out there. I feel it's starting to come come about now because out of necessity, it's like okay, there's a void here. I can fill that. Yeah. And then by doing having that, you guys are kind of building your own industry. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I see this place in the next five or ten years. You know, I see the people who are who are learning these things right now. They're going to be becoming kind of like the the bigger the, the people that are going to be helping the future in a way. Yeah, like whoever's doing it now is kind of have going to have a job for the rest of their life, like doing this stuff because it's happening. And like, I I I used to think that you know like, you know I think three P has a really big shot at that. You know, I really think even you had to have a really big shot at that at, at just becoming a lot more bigger than you think that you could ever become. 
you know, like kind of blowing your expectations away. Mm-hmm. And I think it's all it is is just an opportunity. You get an opportunity to yep. like to showcase on a really big level, then that's what it is. And a lot of people just don't check Winnipeg for anything. So we got to go to where opportunity is. Yeah, that's I mean, like, I mean, if at the thing is, is that like you know, like if you showed up in Toronto and like took over a spot and like played a show there, or just like did collaborating with Toronto artists or something, you know, like figuring out ways to just to get in there would be a lot easier. Or you have like someone like me that kind of like that's from the city. So like, yo, you need to check these guys out. Mm-hmm. Just at least like, at least Gavin, if, if Gavin can know, or these people could know that they exist, you know, and they're always on their mind, that yeah. thing will go a long way. Oh, and yeah. it might not, it might not be something that, lands today or tomorrow but maybe a, a year from now yeah. you know or from wherever you know like that shit it just it just builds it's like a constant thing yeah but no one the one thing i notice is that no one checks for you nope. you you are the one that have to remind people over and over again over why you're there again. that's that's been something i've Repeatedly. always said is like at the end of the day you just gotta make them like a lot of people think that like for example uh something something was said of us that like oh, y'all are Manitoba music's darlings, right? And I just kind of <laughs> laughed at that. Because I'm just like, yeah, but you have to understand that we had to put it to a point where, like, you we have to be that. You know yeah. what I mean? Where if you don't mess with us, then what are you doing, right? And you have to create that kind of space for yourself. Yeah. Because you look at all these other pockets and you look at the other people that are doing it, and that's what they did, the Nipsey hustles of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? What the fuck did Nip do? He just did it for himself until but that's different he got over there, it yeah. to himself. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in a sense where it's like you just move independent until they you're too big to ignore anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what else do we have when there's no industry around? It's like we just have to make enough noise that people are going to pay att- enough attention. And you're right in that, like, yeah. we need to go away and we need to do these things. And, like, shout out to you for connecting a lot of those but the, dots but, for Winnipeg. But the biggest thing is, is I think you just need that Winnipeg just needs to create Winnipeg industry. Like, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like the people, like, like if, if it's a hip-hop community. It's, hip-hop is something that's been discriminative out here for a long time. When I first got here and I was talking to the people that were getting grants, like, um, the only one they were getting them were like the lytics, yeah. you know, and like. But to be fair, but, how but, many but, people were trying? Like to to that's that's, point, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? There was tons of people. Like people didn't want to associate with the street stuff with anything, mm-hmm. but like that's but that's realities. And some people like Absolutely. this is happening these in are your that need to be told. These are this is happening in not only in your province but in your city. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, like it's it's happening all over, and like and to 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 totally dismiss um, people based on where they live. And what kind of people they are? Yeah, like they would be canceled in this day and age. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 straight up discriminatory, like mm-hmm. discriminative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like that anymore. No. Now, no, now no. people can demand space. Now people can demand that they listen to you. And now that like it's like, and if you don't, there's gonna be some problems because. It's not not only not fair, but it's like it's showing your true colors, you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yep. and then, I, I always say, man, uh, Dane, I used to work on a food truck, Caribbean food truck. Dane's mom once said to me, "When somebody shows you who they are, you believe you them." Believe and them. I always take that because it's just like that's very real. Because somebody will show you who they are, and if you choose to ignore that, that's on you. you yeah, know? you can't hold that person responsible. You yeah. can't say that they did that to you yeah. because you let them do that to you. Also, you know I mean? uh, like, a lot of people. Didn't sell drugs in high school and it shows. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, but no, no, uh, you're right. You're right. It's it's. I'm not mad at where it's at now, and and I mean, 
No. Sometimes when I go go online, I, I I read shit and they're like, you know, uh, crabs in a bucket. Da 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 da. We should be practicing unit unity and da 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 da. And this is this is in Winnipeg, and it's like, I'm like, who wasn't? Yeah. Who wasn't? If you were active, like I always I always put yeah. it in the metric of like the pyramid. When, when when all the shows were going down, and you went to a pyramid show. It didn't matter if you were like a real fan of whoever the fuck was playing. Yeah. But you knew everybody that took this shit serious was going to be there. Yeah. And they took that initiative to be there, to yeah. interact with each other, to create that community like Big Bear and, and, and even Dow, like back in the day. Um, and now, because of the Grant game, because you can just, uh, there's not like that barrier of entry anymore, like where you had to prove mm-hmm. yourself, you had to show and prove, you had to just show up. Never mind. Like I didn't even like half half the dudes coming up, but they showed up, they played, they did their shit, and they had fans. Yeah, it's like that's what built the industry. Also, so I feel like now that people are going for these grants and there's like this whole new game, it's kind of taken away from that because now you don't really need to show and prove because you can get some numbers on SoundCloud. You can do this, you can do that, and then automatically just be launched somewhere else, and you haven't given anything to the community in which you learned that from to where that, that love for the culture came from. Mm. So there's like that double-edged double edged sword of that where it's like, fuck yeah, I want people to branch out, but I also want you to pay your dues where you're from. And that's yeah. still really important to me. Maybe it's like the battle rapper in me, but I want you to, I want to know who the fuck you are if you're going to launch from Winnipeg and claim Winnipeg and, and whatever, wherever you're from. It doesn't matter where the fuck mm-hmm. you're from. Yeah. Just make sure you've got your bones. Like make sure you've got some skin in the fucking game before you like, Jump Before you wreck like the mid, city, you, you, you middle province or ain't nothing out here except me on SoundCloud. Like, well, I, f- I, also, out of here. I also think that you know, like a lot of people that are coming up right now and aren't doing that, like need to like realize where the hell it came from, like peanuts and corn. Mm. You that's know, I mean. like that's you know, why this mood is rough important. and like yo listen to the podcast, do yeah, your Google's why, and listen we, to this podcast. That's why we don't really do too many young. Like we don't really do young. young we just people. haven't gotten there yet. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we're telling the story that exists. Because, you know, it, it all started with DJ Bunny and just wanting to tell his story because yeah. that's a cat we've all seen mm-hmm. at the show, throwing the show, DJing the show, you know Sound what I mean? man. From day one. Yeah. And it's important to tell these stories because, like you say, Winnipeg has a rich history. It's crazy. It's, it's old. So we need to tell these stories. And, yeah. like, even to, to invite you to come in to do this, cats maybe don't even know that the ties to Winnipeg and what Winni- Winnipeg means to you. Because they might see you over there, over here in Australia, and what you know what I let, mean. Let, let, let me tell you this: my appreciation for Winnipeg is huge. Um, I understand the artistry here, and I realize that it's different, and I realize that it's world class, and I realize that it's it's something that it's as as a lover of music and a lover of art. I I I need it. You know, like it's, 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 you never ever feel this kind of raw talent ever in any kind of like, it's usually been watered down by industry. It's usually been watered down by something, but here it's kind of like, it feels like it kind of honestly feels like a secret. And then like the people that do come out of here, like whatever it'd be like in fashion, they, they fucking kill it. If it's someone in music, they fucking kill it. If it's something in anything, like they, it just feels like <coughs> it's it. They they kill it, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's it's, but like community, there's like some of the best people people that I've ever met, 
The food, come on. <laughs> Sergeant Avenue. Yeah. Sergeant, Sergeant is the best street in Canada for food. Fuck with me. Yeah. Fuck with me. So, yeah, there's there's just, and the, the, the fact that, you know, like, I walk around and I see myself everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It is, it is, it is like the biggest, it is the biggest probably native reserve that's technically, it is technically a reserve. Like, it's, I'm going to say that. It's a, it's a, it's an urban res facts and like and the fact that you can see people out here and you don't you don't see that that in toronto you don't see like any other city this is very unique so this is why it's it's something that you know like i i feel like you know when i'm here i feel like that this is this is this is there's a part of me here and it's and it's something that i'll never ever till the day that i die will will ever ever i'll never ever feel like that i'm that i'm not welcomed here you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's like it's just like there's too many people here that I love and admire, and I might not be able to claim Winnipeg, but I will definitely rep it and fr- definitely. Well, I mean, if y- you want to yell- get drafted, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been drafted by Toronto apparently. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you like on the if Toronto, like put you on the, the, the block, man. I mean, shit, so, yeah, yeah, no, bro. <laughs> nah, man, like. You got, and the thing is, is that Winnipeg keeps surprising me. You know, last time I w- I never heard of Marisol until like you know like six months ago, oh, and she's uh, dope. yeah, okay. like you know like yeah. every now and then I'll come back and I'll get man, like oh eggs doing like shows in a coffee shop oh okay with like you know like all right so this is what's happening and I go back and I come back and yo three Pete's got this like oh okay come back come back and then like yo feta and bubbles did a joint with cut down <laughs> and I'm like what and then listen to it and it's, crazy. it's crazy yeah and then like you know you come back and it's just like it's just like you know I open up a present every time that I come in here cuz I'm I always like and it's and it's like it's and it's just like you know being around you know these these artists that are just so awesome like Steve and and even feta and even like even going to just check bubbles at Hood Hoppers, you know, just like that kind of energy is like something that's like that that I, I find that you know like it feels like I need to connect with those, make those relations, keep those relationships strong because they mean something to me. Mm-hmm. Like this city means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So like for like I will always kind of try to like you know like come play Winnipeg if we can with Tribe or I'll always try to kind of push something or if I can be here <laughs> like to to support a show I was trying to make Grip and Grain work this time around I was kind of wanted the DJ the next Grip and Grain oh. and I got to ask to hello that would have been fun <laughs> yo we need to see two men at one of those man having you playing with Boogie for example like yeah that, yeah well massive. even that well even that you know like Boogie Boogie is like I I think that Boogie is a way better version of 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 myself. So I think that he could be, he could go a lot further than I could ever take it. Mm-hmm. So like I I support him like one hundred and fifty percent. I only want what's best for him. Like for whatever whatever it takes, you know. Like I, if he asks anything from me, like you know, if, if even if he asks me like, hey, I really want to come to L.A. and like hang on, I'd buy a, a plane ticket. Like, come, and you can stay on my couch. Like, you know, like... You heard it here, Bugs. Yeah. It, <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he could, he could make it happen. <laughs> but, like, but it's, like, you know, like, but that's that's the kind of love that I, I got for that kid. No. He's he's awesome. I mean, from the day one that I started, like, um, talking to Wob and stuff, like, back in the day, to, like, hearing him, like, all over streets. There was a time when I was like listening to streets for an hour and he produced like six of the songs that we're playing. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's dope. But yeah, 
Winnipeg's got a special place for me, man. And like it's it's um I can't I just I love learning about it. I love talking to like Ness Ness Yes. Love talking to Ness and like <laughs> politicking about him about like and him being an outsider too coming mm-hmm. in. Yeah, there's I always find that you know like he gets what how I feel in okay. like you know and then like I just I wish that I could um I could express it a lot more to, or better to people that are from here that that, that gets it you mm-hmm. know but I I think I try to like make like personal connections here and come meet up with Steve do a yeah. project with Steve yeah talk with you. Just like just meet with yeah. certain people so we can get that going. You've made a lot of connections for us, though. So. Yeah, we we. Oh yeah, no, we're good. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I was just gonna say one thing though, but like after after this whole thing with Winnipeg and me joining Tribe, it's been like a crazy three years, four four years at that point, and we put out an album. The album got like you know, um, where did they get again? I can't even remember. Something but we like we that. won producer of the year. I was about to say, yeah. and and then group of the year this past year at the Junos. Yeah, yeah. And then so like it's it's been it's been an awesome. Like we won a much music video award. Like That's you know dope. like that for for dope. video of the year. Like yeah. some really weird things have been happening. Like and so it's it's <laughs> been it's it's been cool. It's been a great ride, and it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of hardship. There's been a lot of learning curves. Of course. Um, I've lost a lot. I've gained a lot, mm-hmm. and now kind of like where we're sitting right now. Is this basically, you know, like we're making a whole new, we're making a new album now. It's Amazing. now just me and Bear. And um, we're, it's my best work I've ever done. I, you know, for the last record, I was kind of scared that people were going to hear it and not, not really appreciate it as much because it's, it's such a departure from the old tribe sound. But this new record, I'm really happy for because it kind of goes back to the old, but then um i take it to a place that's like a lot different a lot different than than i've ever heard tribe go so i'm really excited for that can, can you speak on a little bit of the dichotomy of of the working relationship maybe and like how how a tribe record comes to be oh yeah this is very simple like you know me and bear get into a room you know we get comfortable and we just bang out stuff to be honest like mm-hmm. i mean i handle most of the production stuff on it like you know but like i use bear as a as a way of to like again bear's awesome not only just good at like rank like um wrangling me in if i go too far in production i might yeah. get just go way over producing he'd be like ah come back and then like i come back mm-hmm. you know he's he, he doesn't know how to use the stuff that you know like in that that his skills aren't like that his skill is his ear yeah and his uh vision for things so a lot of the concepts for the album are from him gotcha. a lot of the um a lot of the imagery that we do use as far as like, you know, like visual artist. Yes, yeah. exactly. So like he definitely helps me out and that kind of shapes how the production is going to sound. Mm. And sometimes he gets inspired for the things that I make and it inspires whatever the hell, you know, whatever makes. Yeah. 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 <coughs> it's a really good working relationship. I've never really had that before. I'm used to just being in the room by myself and, or with an artist and making a beat and then kind of like rapping over it and that's it yeah. with him. Like it's kind of like a different kind of thing where we kind of, you know, we critique, I get a critiques as I'm making it. So yeah. then it, it affects the way that it, that it sounds. Yeah. And then sometimes I don't listen to them and, you know, and like, <laughs> you know, and I sometimes. just, and I, and I do that too, you know, and it's like, and, but for the most part, you know, like we both have to sign off on it before we drop it. And yeah, we always come to an understanding. It's very healthy. feels nice. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really cool. It's a different way of producing stuff. Also, like you know, you're kind of producing stuff not in the sense of like you're making a banging beat. You're kind of just you're making it a song, mm-hmm. and like complete without an artist on it. Mm-hmm. That's it's super huge. It's super hard thing to do. Yeah. And then, like I've never really 
had that talent to do that until, you know, I started doing this really a lot more. Okay. But yeah, that's been good. But now like, you know, like we've, we also like, I live in LA now. It's been something I started since September of last year, last, last year in February, I spent a lot of time in LA and I got to meet some, like some of my, my, the people I looked up to most in, in my whole entire music career and became like, you know, um, partners or not partners necessarily, but just like friends and like started building and collaborating with each other, spending time with each other and stuff. So that's been nice. I've been hanging out with uh, uh, DJ Khalil. He's man. been DJ Khalil. Yeah, man. He's Jeez, like, that's a big gun. Yeah, that's man. a big gun in production. That, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been a favorite of all of ours in this. Yeah, yeah. For a long he's time. done a for lot of work. sure. Yeah, he's he's definitely like someone I've idolized. He's worked with Dr. Dre. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like Dr. Dre's 2001 is like my one of my like top one album probably. What, what was the was the one in Peg Top 5 better? <laughs> it's definitely Dr. Dre. <laughs> uh, Tupac. Yeah. Uh, Bone, Bone Thugs, Thugs and Harmony. Yep. Uh, Easy. No, no, no. Was it? Who, who was the other one? Uh, if you don't say 50 Cent. Um, oh, you might have to give that. Get rich or die trying. You might have know. to give four to fifty cent. I, I mean, but yeah, five, but five. Well, I mean, pigs pigs most. Most. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a Winnipeg top five, that, my guy. I'm just saying, if you drive through the north side, you're gonna see a whole lot of weed blankets, uh, <laughs> Tupac, fuzzy. A lot blankets. of Tupac. Yo, low key. I, maybe I shouldn't say this online, but we need a, might have to put your face on a wee blanket, my guy. Dude, if I could get a fuzzy blanket made that could be sold at waivers, yeah. I would be like, man, fuck, I'll give everything back. Just give me that fuzzy blanket <laughs> with my face on it. I'm trying to like, get cozy with yo, feta, man. man. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take all the money back, cozy all the awards and feta. shit. Just give me that shit, That's bro. amazing. Like a snuggie. That's funny. A yeah. fuzzy, a fuzzy Winnipeg's most snuggie from the Goodfellas cover. Yeah, <laughs> make that happen, somebody, please. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, working with him, like you know, like just like uh, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, Stomp's my OG, and John G's was was my OG. You know, like uh, Khalil's my OG. You know what I mean? Like, so like he just asking him <laughs> questions and like yeah. th- the crazy thing about it, man, is that, you know, when we were working together, he was learning stuff from me, which was something that I wow. was just like, how is that possible? Yeah. And, you know, like, and he, he's such a great guy. He's, he's just a such good a good guy. dude. And just being able to like, you know, learn a little bit from him at least like I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. But yeah, working with him was dope. But also like, you know, there's a ton of other people that I work with out in LA. I can't really say who I'm working with nowadays, but like. Uh, but, um, I'm really, really excited for the future. This is like, it's been weird. Like I said, I'm 34. I thought that, you know, like I, th- I, I didn't know that I'd still be doing this at this age. You know, I didn't even know yeah. if I was going to be around at this age. You know, it's, it's like one of those things, you know, like, I don't know if like growing up, you kind of just said like Kendrick has a song on section 80. Uh, pray to we see 21, one, one, you know, like, yeah. That's it. Like you know, you just want to. You know what? When I got thirty, I stopped celebrating that I made it and just celebrating that I was thirty years old. Mm -hmm. It took that long for me to be like, oh, I made it to twenty-seven, made it to twenty-eight, made it to twenty-nine. You know, like and then when I made it turn thirty, I remember that being a big time. I was like, ah, I made it. You know, and it's like, all right, I didn't. I I gotta stop saying I made it and just live. You know. Yeah. So ever since the kind of a mind change of that kind of been happening, you know, and regardless of all the bad things that, that happen all around us, you know, like it's just like we owe it to, I feel like I owe it to a lot of people that has held me down. They're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. To the people that are here, 
you know, like you, they're they're just like that have held me down. That I owe it to them to like see how much further I can push this thing, because they supported me. So I'm I, I'm and I'm sure that those they would support me in anything that I've ever done. So I think that when I when I'm in the studio, you know, working with people in L.A., you know, like I just keep thinking back when I first time I met. I, I've never told this like publicly, but like when I first met Khalil, and I was riding back to my Uber, I cried. Like I cried. Yeah. I was just like, I'm so happy. I did did not know that this could happen to me. Why yeah. is it happening to me? Yeah. Like like how like you know like I'm asking like why isn't it happening to someone else or why why me you know why me and then like it's 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 one of those things it's like it's super emotional and I just and I never thought that life could do that you know and uh, it happens and like and like dreams do happen and like it's just just what hap- it's just what it is and and uh, I'm just really. Now that they know that it's there, I come from a res, you know, I know where I come from. Mm-hmm. I know that if I ever mess up, I can always go back home. Mm-hmm. But I also know that I, I'm not done yet. And I'm I'm, I'm going to try to do the best that I can and uh, help out as many people as I can along the way. I feel like I'm not in the greatest place to help people, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try, you know. And then, like, hopefully one day I either help the person that, skyrockets and goes all the way up and goes mm-hmm. way further than me. I'd rather that happen. Or, you know, like maybe I can get into a position where I can help out a lot more people a lot more differently or a lot more um, effectively. Mm-hmm. Well, just by making it as far as you're making it, you're, you're helping, you're helping out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And when it's, it's all said and done, like you can, you can put people on and you can, and, and you can, you can talk about Winnipeg, but just by you repping Winnipeg and, and doing what you're doing is like gives a lot of uh, hope and to everybody else here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a lot of people here that are, <laughs> that that have been doing it though. Like, uh, there's tons of people here that's been putting it on. Yeah, and you just and I and it's so awesome to be surrounded by a pe- bunch of people that that are very conscious on that. Mm-hmm. Whether it would be like Lonnie C or mm-hmm. or uh, you know like even you Feta to like you know to to Steve. Always seeing him grinding in the studio all the time, um, and even seeing Honeycut and talking about you know the past or seeing Ness, or like just going down to like Faminas and talking to the dude there. You know what I mean? Like it's like everybody holds each other down. Like you know, and a lot of people's put in a lot of work that you know a lot of people I think forget. You know, maybe they moved on and done other things, and you know, but like they they are definitely an intri- intricate like a very important part of the way that this city is right now. It was built on a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of resistance, you know, a lot of people yeah. didn't want these people to be around. No. And now we're here, bro. And now it seems like there seems to be somewhat of yeah, an opening man. in the door. You're seeing a lot of the scene being flourishing oh. out here. Yeah. You see like, you see a lot of uh, MCs out here getting their shine. You're seeing a lot of new people trying new things, you know, like yeah. you're starting this, like when eggs start doing the um, stuff with, uh, you know, performing in the coffee shops and stuff, that's a kind of a territory that hasn't really been explored. And like, I, I rate that, you know, for people to try to like, you know, do more. You know, and like, and rather than just what they're doing or try different things, you know, yeah. like, and it, it comes with like being a lot more collaborative and being a lot more um, open to ideas and just being around, actually, it's the young people, just being around the young people as much as possible. They're the ones that are going to, they're the ones that's carrying all the flame. 
Yeah. If we if we can just like be around that and fan that shit, and get that energy, man. And, like, <laughs> yeah. That's what helps me get going. Yeah. I hang around with a bunch of like eighteen year old to like twenty something producers all the time, and you know, and they they give me that energy. Yeah. And then when I go see Khalil, it's just kind of chill. It's like, oh, good. Like we can just. I feel, we, can, I feel, we can relax a bit. We can relax a bit. I'm so washed, bro. I'm so washed. Mm-hmm. So. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for your time, too. Uh, to come all the way out here or to be in the city and sit down with us means a lot to us. What you've been able to uh, contribute to um, not only Winnipeg, but even as specific as everybody here, like to Feta, to us, means a lot to us. Yeah. And you, you've been doing a great job of championing Winnipeg, not only here when you're here and mm-hmm. showing up to shows that you don't need to be at. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm sure there's a better place you could be at than hanging out at whatever show we're at, but you're there, you're showing face and you're giving us a lot of love and then you're taking that love and you're distributing it to all the cities that you get to touch and we really appreciate that, man. Alright, right, man. Thanks. Also, if you ever get on the trading block, Get your agent to call Brian or whoever the fuck we need to talk to from the league. And we just get you that jersey. You can pick your number. Yeah, if it's retired, we'll bring it down from the rafters. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I think it's you time. Get any choice at this point. I, I, yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's time that you guys actually do make jerseys for Winnipeg's. Like, yeah, I kind of uh, like that. I we should make like, like that, Winnipeg yo. trading cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it would be really dope for people to like, you know, like have something that people can look at and be like, yeah, you know, that's those. Yo, dope. we already figured it out. Fuzzy fucking blanket. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuzzy fucking blanket. Be there, man. All right, we out, it. man. All right, easy. Peace. Yeah, peace.